Hey, welcome back to Rebel Movement Podcast. My name is Billy. My pronouns are they, them, or she, her. Hi, I'm Jordan. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. <laughs> I was going to also say welcome, but you were I said it. <laughs> I stumbled over my words welcome. again. Um, welcome back. To our podcast. Yeah. Which we will See? do in tandem now. <laughs> I say three words, well, you say three words. <laughs> and then it's, that's how the whole podcast goes. I think that You're would welcome. mess my brain up a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it would be really difficult to anticipate what to say next. (laughs) But can you imagine if we were somehow so practiced at it that it just was like the smoothest? Like how I feel like that would capture a lot of attention. Yeah, like when like like really, I was just thinking about people who like co-teach a yoga class. Sometimes it works so well and sometimes it's just a shit show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Oh my goodness. We haven't had, so we just had our, all the interviews posted that we did in our interview week, we mentioned a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all so amazing. It was so much fun to have, like, have all those conversations. Oh my goodness. Refreshing. Like just mm-hmm. energizing to have all those conversations. Last week's, yeah, I think, also followed our previous, like, recorded episode really, really nicely in terms of the conversation yeah. that we had. I love talking to Sophie. I really hope we can do that again. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't listened to the interviews yet, because you're like, oh, I don't like listening to interview podcasts. They're always <laughs> weird. I get it. I usually skip them on other people's too, but they, they were really, really, really good. And I would definitely go back and listen to these ones. Yeah, they were. And they're all in like such similar worlds or similar views, mm-hmm. or I can't remember the word, like morals or that kind of thing there's something more different word to use but values they all have similar values that mm-hmm. it's they're such a they like naturally work with everything the conversation just flowed so well it fits so like if you're into any of the topics we've talked about the conversation is yeah. like full on everything we've talked to except we have like an expert or a different opinion there to like bounce off of um yeah and they're a little bit more conversational than interview style because we both have other jobs to tend to and can't spend (laughs) hours researching questions so uh they're more casual conversation style and I I really like them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah they were really fun but that means that you and I because last week we just like got right to the point I mean our last week we recorded but two weeks ago for you listening we just got right to the right to the point we haven't like had a (laughs) feels like we haven't like had a catch-up or anything um, and I wanted to make sure last week I was going to say this, but forgot, but I did two, two trainings recently, um, that I think were super, super amazing and definitely should be on everybody's radar. If they're not already, the first one is by LA, their Instagram is at trans yoga teacher. They have one that was um, specifically for teach- yoga teachers, um, is teaching trans affirming yoga, but I believe that he just launched one that is for everybody talking about, um, binaries and being more trans affirming in day-to-day life. I haven't read up about that, so I can't give you the specifics on that, but they're amazing. And like the record, the training is amazing. And 
the second one I took was with Layla Saad, L-A-Y-L-A-S-A-A-D. And I believe that's her Instagram at Layla Saad. And she did a training called anti-racism in the workplace. I don't know how often she has these trainings, but I would check into it for, you know, everybody because I think these areas especially are things that we could all do a little bit more learning in, a little bit more work in so that, you know, all the spaces we are moving into are spaces where we're not just letting like not just creating a safe space for people, but actively being like practicing anti-racism and actively practicing trans-affirming practices and you know queer affirming practices. Because I, I think it's um, just important as a human being. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, just an aside, uh, Leila Saad also has um, a book called Mean White Supremacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like companion book as a journal as well. So like with like prompts and stuff. And then she also hosts a podcast called, um, I just want to get the name right, Become a Good Ancestor. Yeah, that's what the name um, of her company is. Yeah, so just like more like other, I don't know uh, LA, so I don't know what else they have to offer, but um, for Leila Saad, all that other stuff too. It's like just to compliment, um, mm. maybe you don't have time to dedicate to a, a workshop, but yeah. Um, podcasts can be yeah. sound by tea, you know, a little bit yeah. <laughs> more accessible sometimes in a book. Is, yeah. is nice. I, I believe, I mean, there's probably a audio version of that as well. If um, that's also your so. speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alay's website is transyogateacher.com. And he has one that's the teaching trans affirming yoga that I did. It's a live training recording. And then there's also, this is the new one. It's called trans slash gender one Oh two for all definitely recommend it also looks like he does um other workshops and yoga teaching and stuff like that yeah so what do you think do you want to do any updates you want to share or do you feel like just sort of launching it i have nothing our car broke no? oh, i don't know to buy a new car when we were yeah. hoping to maybe buy a second car uh <laughs> that sucks. Oh, no. Um yeah, the engine blew up. Uh, so we have to it's like, like literally blew up. Well, yeah, kind of like there was smoke. <laughs> oh no. Um, anyways, I've never destroyed a car like that before. That sucked. Uh we were stranded in like just outside of Kingston for like four hours. It sucked. Oh, no. Um, yeah, because we had to wait for people to come pick us up. Um it like it just completely started rattling and all the lights came on so we had to pull off the highway and we ended up at like i don't know if you've probably driven past it. it's like the husky gas station like literally just outside of case yeah. i think we got just stuck there it's like the worst gas station uh, in terms of like um, I, the people i'm sure are lovely i just mean in terms of like amenities you know like sometimes mm-hmm. there, there's like like a fast food joint attached to it or like <laughs> you're oh, like really lucky and there's like something going on you know like yeah there's other things to do no it's like literally just a gas station because it yeah. serves it serves like it's outside of a city it's like why would you stop here unless you need yeah. it to, you know what i mean yeah. so <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah no. that sucked uh yeah, yeah. Then we had to wait for people to come from ottawa to come pick us up and borrow a family <laughs> car which is fantastic that we're able to do that but and then drive mm-hmm. back and so now we had to buy a new car so we can give 
family member back their car. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. That's it. And then Man. figuring out, you know, Kyle's coming to the end of his school. So figuring out what that looks like for us. Oh yeah. Next steps. Yeah. yeah. All that next step stuff. So sounds like a lot yeah, of stuff. Just like logistics stuff. Like everything just yeah. kind of got piled into one week. It was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that's what we're doing mm-hmm. now. We're, yeah. that's it that's my only life updated i have to oh, buy a, a new car so <laughs> that sucks yes. i also i guess had a couple of weeks ago i think now i had to take my cat to the emergency vet and we waited for seven hours in the car and it was freezing she did intake and they just never called on us and by that time it's one and one or two in the morning i can't remember one o'clock i think in the morning and i was i didn't even think about like wearing a sweater or anything <laughs> I just like put sandals over my socks and like just hat on and by one or whatever I was so cold that my body hurt everywhere and I was sore for a couple of days after we ended up leaving and then going to the, the bed the other the next day but I think she's getting better it's like essentially after all of that like six hundred dollars in vet bills they say they think it's a long-term allergy <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> it was like good that I know it's not other stuff, but that also mm-hmm. means like I've had to pay a bunch of extra for food and yeah, you know, oh, yeah. and more on you know vet bills than some of my other bills combined. Not all of them. Yeah, but like I wish. anticipated too. Right? But yeah, yeah, yes, Ugh. yeah, yeah. I don't know otherwise. I'm sure there's other things, but <sighs> that's the. That was the big one, the big one, yeah. So today, actually, the other thing happening is at the Anti-Diet Worker Club and Anti-Diet Yoga Club, by this point you're reading this, will be in the first week. And these, this, this session and the last one are very close together because of the holidays at the end of December. And just as a sneaky peek, because I don't know, remember if I've talked about this on here or not, this will be the last um, club of its type starting in January. It's going to be a month to month club. So you still meet every week and the, you just pay once a month. Um, so obviously pricing will be a little bit different, basically the same couple, uh, very close to the same couple of new bonuses. I should say same class to class, not the overall price for mm-hmm. less, um, new bonuses. And I'm super excited, which, brings us to our, accidentally, to our topic of the day, which is community. (laughs) And I just say that because one of the things I've noticed, or I've been lucky enough to witness, I should say, is the, like the power that community has. And that sounds so cheesy, but, you know, in some of these clubs, it's different every time because it really depends on who's in it, obviously. Sometimes people are really, really talkative and they make jokes the whole time. And sometimes people are quiet. They share like one or two things, which is always great. Both are great. And, but even in the space where it's, you know, so you say one or two things, you just share a little bit. There's, I feel like there's a big shift that happens being in a space where everybody in the space is actively anti-diet and actively like anti-diet culture and actively putting in the effort to practice creating that safe space. I kind of set some like 
basic um, guidelines, ground guidelines so that everybody feels comfortable. And it's just really cool to see because there's sometimes where people are like, you know, different areas of Canada or even Canada and the States. And, you know, probably will never run into each other, but they're getting together to actively or to move their bodies in an um, anti-diet culture space. And I think just being in that community in that space can almost take a little pressure off because if we're constantly in communities like at work or in maybe your friend group or wherever you are usually going that are super diet culture Mm -hmm. and you are not diet culture (laughs) yeah it's exhausting and it kind of feels like you have to have a little bit of a wall up or just sort of be ready for the possibility of the difficult conversations we talked about a couple weeks ago and are you even ready for like the like spiral that's gonna happen later yeah it's like yeah for me anyways like you know <laughs> you're walking into a situation where like now it's a little bit easier but you kind of still have to mentally prepare yourself for like okay it doesn't matter what they say about my weight it doesn't matter what they say about what I should or shouldn't be eating it doesn't matter what mm. they eat like prep yourself and then you have to kind of deal with the fallout a little bit after yeah. but when you're in a surrounded by people who think similarly or mm-hmm. who have the same goal in mind I guess um yeah. because I never want to be surrounded by people who are identical to me I always want to like that's <laughs> not that's not the point is to never be challenged um but you know, having the same goal, we have different ways of getting to the same goal, but if the goal is the same, then like, yes, let's talk, let's have conversations, let's yeah. be all here. Um, so like like-minded-ish and similar goals is, it just feels really supportive and it um, is affirming, yeah. you know, you feel good about the choice that you made that feels or could feel really drastic, you know, stepping outside of diet culture can feel really like, you know, what if I'm wrong? What if, you know, this is not the right way to be doing things. Everybody else is saying it's, you know, being above certain BMI or whatever is terrible for me and it makes me a bad person. So, you know, if I don't move my body every single day, like, am I going to lose all my friends? Like all these like kind of irrational thoughts, but that like have been um, affirmed by like society in a larger sense. Um, So surrounding yourself by, or finally landing in a place or a community where people are like, no, no, it's okay. We're all going to do this together. And we're doing it because mm-hmm. mental health is also part of health. And we're trying to get better mentally as well, because it's as important, if not like current scientific literature would say far more important than mm-hmm. the physical body health um, mm-hmm. in terms of like ultimate health outcomes. Yeah. How many times can I say health in a sentence? And it, it's like, it's like a tether to, mm-hmm. yeah. Like what, what you're when you're describing, that's the visual that came to mind. It's like, it's so normal wherever you're at in this work to like get caught up in your head and like not necessarily just float off the ground, but like fly off the ground at like a speed, mm-hmm. you know, away from everything and get caught up in in all the difficulties of it, but having some sort of community 
that has those similar, I can't remember the word you used, like values or goals Mm -hmm. is, it is like, it brings you back. Like, Hey, I see you. Like, this isn't, yeah, you're doing okay. This is normal. But like, let's, let's like use that little tether and like pull you back a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Um, and also this is like slight, it's on topic. It's just a slight like shift to one side. I also think it's important to say or acknowledge that there are communities. Like if you're out seeking you know, this style of community or community where you feel like you fit in, there are unfortunately quite a few places you might, you know, say you're looking into a studio in your local town or a, I don't know what there is, a club of some sort. Um, And on their website or in all their literature or whatever, they're like, oh, we're like safe space for all, safe space for all. And it's all these words are there, but like you go to the class or you go to the club meeting, whatever fake scenario. Mm-hmm. And it's not really, there's just words, but no action behind the words. Um, so I also just want to pause on that because sometimes when that happens, it feels like it's our fault. Mm-hmm. Like that's happened with me where I was in, I was in a studio. I was in a community. <laughs> <laughs> I was involved in the community this happened a couple times in my life where it was, that was like the, you know, something that was spoken about um, very loudly. And, um, and then a lot of things happened that were not in, in that line. And I, because it was, you know, all they talked about was how like, they're so inclusive. It, to me with everything I went through, I was like, oh, maybe it's me. Maybe I just don't fit in here. Maybe I don't fit in with this community. And I'm sure we've all had those like staff meetings at, uh, you know, random jobs we've had where people are like, oh, we're like a family. And you're like, okay, but where are the actions behind that statement? Yep. Like, um, so I just, just in case anybody's like had that experience too, if you felt like you didn't fit in, they were not inclusive. Yep. Straight up. Also, if you're running a business or a community and you look around the room and everybody comes from a similar life path as you or looks like you or speaks like you uh whatever it's not an inclusive space and you can't say well they're just not showing up well what are you doing to make sure that the space is open for everybody and that everybody actually feels welcome and I, i feel like i'm speaking more directly to like white business owners yeah um especially like cishet business owners specifically because it's very easy to overlook these kinds mm-hmm. of things and to just do the lip service of like yeah. oh well I wouldn't say no to anybody but nobody's showing up you know I remember mm-hmm. once I was at work and talking to someone about um you know just like everybody who works at this store looks pretty much exactly the same. What's, what's going on with that? And then the excuse was, well, I mean, I can't do anything if, if they're not applying and it's like, well, where are you going to like one, do they feel comfortable applying? And two, like, where are you posting these job offers and where are you going to speak about this job in a way that connects with people who 
don't look like everybody who already works here yeah. uh don't like have the same life experiences because everybody you know comes from very similar social classes very similar like educational backgrounds very similar like all these things across the board I would say like very few exceptions to that rule um in like the three mm-hmm. different locations of the same store that I or same company that I worked oh, at really? um oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I know the place so I'm, I don't, I'm not it's surprised, 100% I'm not gonna it's pretty say much it, exactly the same <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know and I mean I only spoke about it at one store and got the answer from one store so I don't know mm-hmm. how everybody else feels about it but I feel like it's the same where it's like well we're doing our job of posting and saying that we accept everyone so yeah. everyone should know that it's safe and it's like well yeah it clearly isn't because no. <laughs> there's not enough diversity here and so obviously it's yeah. not a safe and welcoming and inclusive place so I don't know, I guess the long-winded part of that is like maybe do some self-reflection. And like, yeah, maybe maybe nobody's interested. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what it is. That's best case scenario. So why don't we examine some worst case scenarios first, Mm -hmm. work on them, and then you can be comfortable with your best case scenario. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. I took a, um, I was going to try and remember the name so I can like give it the credit. Um, It's a course from New Leaf reaching in reaching out I think and it talks about it's kind of a combo class combo training of teaching inclusively trauma-informed like trauma-informed teaching um anti-racism teach uh, practice there's like teaching youth um who are going through hard stuff there's a bunch of aspects to it but one of the things I think it was in that training that they said was what basically what you said like look around you in like your regular classes if you're in this case because I'm we teaching yoga or wherever you're at if the people in your class always look like you or they're always t- like in this case it was like do they always look like a um thin white woman mm-hmm. thin cis white woman um how can you like how can you change or learn or how can you shift something so that other people feel comfortable coming to your classes too? In some cases, it's an easy shift to your language and the approach that you're taking with teaching. Sometimes it's, and oftentimes it should be paired with internal work too. Like in all of these areas, we have to be, especially for um, folks who are white, cis, I would say, specifically men but also white white women um, especially in the wellness space especially in the you wellness don't get, space. you don't get to let yourself yeah. off the hook because you're not a man yeah <laughs> you have to be checking privilege sorry it was just it's okay you outside. live in the city it happens yeah it happens <laughs> um i tried to cover up the headphones like that was gonna make a big deal <laughs> it's gonna make a big difference <laughs> oh, whatever oh. i tried yeah. that's my that's how much i care about y'all um, um, but like, but to you have to bring check it, your privilege. Yeah, no, but you to bring to it back to the work. community yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> I remember reading once, um, I know it's like really popular online, like Instagram pages to like call everybody their community or whatever. And mm. someone I follow was like, I don't look at this as a community. This is me putting information out there because a community is like a two way street. Um, whoever is like the quote unquote leader of the community is also subject to like feedback and criticism and like, but when you're posting on an Instagram page, you're not really held accountable in that same way. 
Um, mm. Like whatever, there's things you can do, you can unfollow, whatever the fuck, but like, it's not going to be a conversation. Whereas like, if mm. like, we're all like in your workout club or whatever, like someone's like, like part of you being in the community as well as people being able to hold you accountable. You know what I mean? 100%. I don't hundred percent. I don't mean that in an attack kind of way, but you know, like no, I, yeah, you're it's right, a, it's, it's, we're all having conversations because we're all in community together. It's mm-hmm. not just me like yelling from a podium and then going away. Oh. Um, that's not community. Community no. is like, we're all holding each other accountable because we all want to be better together. Um, so I feel like I said that. No, no, because like in my mind, I'm trying to attach it to this other thing that I've been thinking about when we're talking about community and the importance of it is like, um, I gave birth twice during the pandemic. My first baby was born like right at the beginning in April, 2020. I saw no one for six months. Um, she met my parents through a glass door. You know, like mm-hmm. I had some sort of emotional help, but like everybody was busy flailing you know like there was no support I had to do this all by myself and that like going through that like what felt like really really alone um I had my partner but we were both alone um in this very very new experience not being able to have people sit with us or hold us or come and take care of us um physically um or even really virtually at that point because um you know, again, everybody had to deal with their own things and come from a family of teachers. They all had to shift online, you know, like there was just, everybody mm-hmm. was busy. So like, as like, we imagine that time period is just like, you know, it was just, everybody was just at home and sitting around doing nothing and we could all FaceTime each other all the time. It's like actually not the reality of what happened. Yeah. Um, it was a very stressful situation for everybody. Um, so like att- trying to attach it, like I also understand how, nice it was to find places online to go to um but if there's they were still missing that like conversational aspect that like Mm -hmm. um even like through texting would have been different like me just absorbing information from different instagram pages or youtube videos or podcasts or whatever during that time like didn't make me feel supported you know i still felt like I guess it was still really easy to go into this like place of like a shame spiral or, um, you know, whatever, if I read something that was like, if you let your baby cry, you're a terrible person and you're basically abusing them and you should probably just set yourself on fire. Like it it sounds drastic, but some pages are exactly like that when you're looking for like advice as a new mom, it's, it can be quite horrible out there um mm-hmm. until you find all the happy medium pages and if you want some let me know because I feel like <laughs> I've found a pretty good group of pages that are very yeah. like it's okay <laughs> you're doing fine um but you know like being left alone with those thoughts is I think you can trick yourself into thinking it's community and that you're being supported mm-hmm. by strangers um but I, it's not the same as finding a group of people, again, who are like like-minded or share similar values or have same the same like mm-hmm. goals in mind, but different ways of getting there. Always interesting to like compare notes and to chit chat and have some back and forth going on. Um, and like I do think that can be done virtually, of course, but I think that that 
going back to that earlier definition of community where there's this like accountability aspect that's missing from like simply absorbing information. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe accountability is not the right word, but it's like a, like a back and forthness, you know, that's missing yeah. uh, when you're just sitting there absorbing information. That's not community. There's like, yeah, there's a back and forthness to community that yeah. is very important in feeling supported through whatever hard thing that you're going through at the time. Yeah. It's, almost like a visibility. Yeah. Um, Cause I think that it's a different, like if you're at a place where, you know, say you're have dealing with a lot of social anxiety and having a face-to-face thing is not where you're at. Um, there's still like one of the, um, first little communities I found that was helpful was the subreddit which is the only time I've ever used reddit that was called I felt that nervous for a second talking about it called raised by narcissists Mm -hmm. and it was one of the first places where people again people had similar goal of like they'd been through this thing and they're like hey did this this is the thing that I went through this is the thing that I went through or and all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, this is, I'm not alone with this thing mm-hmm. that I'm struggling with. So there's definitely ways of finding that back and forth in a play, in a way that's less virtual, scary, yeah. that is virtual. And, you know, there's like lots of online uh, video uh, events as well, where you can do the back and forth, like not necessarily just the club. I'm not trying to only plug my own <laughs> offerings, but. But like, I feel like even with, with you, like it starts, you started off with this much more like anonymous thing. Mm-hmm. And then like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like, it's almost like a craving for a little bit more than that. A little more accountability, like a little bit mm-hmm. more. I see your face. I, you see mine, maybe not the yeah. faces, but, or I know your name or a name that is associated with you. You know, mine, like um, that. Cause the vulnerability aspect to community, I think makes it even more powerful and even yeah. more supportive. Um, yeah the anonymity while safer and a way to dip your toe in I think doesn't bring about the same kind of um yeah the same kind of vulnerability that Mm -hmm. knowing someone a little bit more intimately as in like a face or a name Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know it's it's a different different thing I guess (laughs) there's a big like a great power in being able to be seen as you are with whatever struggle you're having if that's the type of thing you're reaching out for or whatever I don't know thing you want to celebrate and there being a safe space like a truly comfortable space for you to exist with that struggle or to celebrate whatever it is um and honestly to tie everything basically we've talked about together I think that in a to have for a community to have a a truly greater impact and to be a I don't know if this is too far but to be a community in the first place is you're not just being nice to people you're not just Mm. you know you're actively working to tear down the barriers 
that are instilled in us and the systemic teachings like from patriarchy and you know um cis hetero norms and um the like racism in all the all of the system all of the systemic places yes thank you sorry i got all the words in the wrong order but they're in everything we almost everything we've learned to this point Mm -hmm. whether it's um covert or more opposite of covert i just forgot the word overt overt (laughs) same thing without the same overt (laughs) (laughs) um Um, but in order to be like a like it to me this is a big statement maybe but in order to be a community you have to be not just nice you have to work at it. yeah but that's what I, that's what I, I was saying in the beginning i feel like it's just yeah. it's um it's that accountability piece it's, exactly. it doesn't mean that you're argumentative it you know what i mean but like being challenged by someone or like i think i've talked about it before like i call them arguments because i'm okay with that word and like having some like debates back and forth like is how we learn um and that is an important part of learning how to trust someone like I know I can be friends with them like we're gonna be good friends after we've had our first disagreement I think it's like Mm -hmm. a good test for like a romantic relationship and also like a platonic relationship is how do you fight how do you disagree because it's it's part of us growing as people you have to as much as possible or whatever I don't want to be like nonchalant about it but you have to get comfortable with someone disagreeing with you or challenging you Um, because that's how you grow as a person. Um, but I also know, like, I grew up in a family that had, like, debate-style arguments at the dinner table almost every single night. So, like, very used to, like, having to form an opinion on something and being challenged on my opinion and, you know, people around the table disagreeing with me. Um, it's important skill to have um, and practice. I was also thinking, too, like, in a community... <sighs> The other reason I think it's not just like a place where you absorb or let go of information because it's not a dumping ground, you know, like it's not just like me coming in like what on you and then I get to like leave. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great, but that's therapy. That's not like a, a community, you know, where you're going because you as much as you like spit out into it, you also need to be able to hold space and, and support other people around you. Um mm-hmm. And everyone will have different amounts to give and take at different times. That's part of a long-term relationship. Um, And that's okay. I just mean that even in like, um, no, (laughs) that's not my experience. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say like, you know, in the A, but like, I guess in the way that movies depict like these kinds of groups too, it's not just for you to come in and like unload and then leave. Like you Mm -hmm. also need to participate in the listening aspect of it. Um, and yeah. I know it's more regimented because it's like an organized, very intentional group. But I think communities that are outside of that as well, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's people don't, they're not just there to listen to you and then for you to leave. And now everybody else has to deal with this. Like, that's the back and forthness of it all. Like, yes, we're mm-hmm. here. We want to hear your experience. We want to support you. If right now you need to be the one talking and we're all listening, that's fine. But like, next time or the time after that, like you're going to be doing the listening um, 
not because you have to, because you want to, because you want to help everybody else as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like a give and take to the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which I feel like it's a, I feel like other people will have different opinions on like whether or not Reddit counts as a community or it has to be like showing faces or it has to be real names or whatever. And that's yeah. fine. Um, but I do feel like yeah. all the aspects that we talked about yeah. need to be there. And that's, I mean, to tie back to your original point, why they're so important in healing. And if you haven't found a place to go, um, while you are trying to work your way out of diet culture, um, I would, I don't know, encourage you to find so- something. Yeah. Find something. I mean, we, we listed off a bunch of like, like our free low cost things that we do, um, which are great like starting points for finding a community. Mm-hmm. Um, or obviously, I'm going to plug it for you. You're like anti diet <laughs> workout clubs yeah. as well as like just finding people who have similar goals Um, because it's not always going to be your friends I mean hopefully it is Mm -hmm. Um, but you know sometimes sometimes you're going to have to do it yourself and you're going to have to figure out where to go just Mm -hmm. for you to find like-minded people um, just to reaffirm what you're doing yeah and if there's if you are wanting community that's not specifically like just community any in any sort of form of it, you can also, there's like art communities and music communities and like think about things that you like doing. And then sort of like, look if you want it to be in person, like look around your city, ask a friend of yours in the city or a fellow musician or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, ask people, friends you have um, if they have communities they're in and greater, not just your city. Um, because there's definitely other things out there if you're like not ready to go into a space because I think that's something that is quite common as well where we're in this work of anti-diet work and we it's really fucking vulnerable to be seen whether it's online or in person it's there's a lot of I've had a lot of clients who that is a struggle like quite a struggle for them it's a barrier that they're like they're scared to show up in a movement practice because there's been so many traumatizing experiences or so many hours of inner torment in thinking about bodies and that it's just such a difficult thing. So I think partially, I think that's why it's important to like recognize that there's, I would say like different levels or different types of community, but like in person or face-to-face of like there being more of a conversation is definitely I would say one of the has some of the greater impact but if you're at a level where like I don't know I have no idea like a Facebook group I have no idea if there is any out there but well I was gonna say whatever. it's not virtual but um or they, there might be some virtual options but maybe to jog everyone's memory about meetup.com um I don't know I don't that you, is. really okay so <laughs> no I like I never actually fully committed to it but um I looked into it when I was living in Montreal because I was by myself for a really long time and not doing very well so I was like trying to find things and anyways you can find like photography groups or or hiking groups or whatever in your city um and you can just like subscribe to the page and then they'll be like oh hey next Sunday we're all going to go out to this trail or whatever and hike um sometimes it's like Mm -hmm. a dollar per event um 
just to like, I don't know, keep the organ, like keep the group running um, or whatever. Sometimes they're free. It ranges, I think. Um, yeah. And like a bit of an aside, but like, I remember back in my paleo days, like <laughs> some people were running like, you know, like paleo groups or whatever. So you could like meet people mm. in your town who did that. Um, yeah. But like <laughs> do the opposite. <laughs> um, but like mm -hmm. the idea like that more you can find like-minded people maybe not like mine is a little bit too strong of a connotation, but people who share similar interests, um, yeah. you know, and maybe because they're like outside of your normal group, um, you know, it might feel, um, might feel safer um, yeah. uh, or, or just, you know, different. You can obviously bring friends or if you're looking for friends, good place to uh, try out a new mm. hobby and meet up with people. Yeah. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like, is there a, thing you've always wanted to try have you like always wanted to take painting classes or like Ugh, it's pottery i want pottery to because i want to take a fucking pottery class so badly you should message <laughs> me because i have i know someone so who badly basically need to move to the city helps run one of the, the pottery places in kingston so tired of living in the middle of <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um so essentially long story short community is awesome powerful it's okay. yeah it's okay if you're scared yep it's okay There's if you want to start anonymously yeah and exactly work way up small steps um, there are communities out there who are there's definitely like tons of people out there who are like so ready to support you and be in the community with you and um i forgot the other part yeah but there are it's just I think when you feel alone or you feel like there's nobody like, you know, who's into what you're into or thinking the way that you're thinking or along the same lines of thought, um, there is, <laughs> mm -hmm. and, you know, what is that thing where it's like the internet, like if you want to find someone who's into like dinosaurs reenacting like Star Wars, you know like in as a ballet like you can find the only <laughs> other person in the world who also yeah. really wants to see that happen like yeah <laughs> you know it's it's possible yeah um, that's true so if if just because you haven't met them um or they're not in your circle or you know like me you feel completely isolated in a town people are always like oh yeah well it's good you live there you have friends right no i don't I don't know anyone. I literally just met my neighbor like two months ago. Like <laughs> we've been living here for almost three years. Like, you know, I, uh, yeah, no, I don't know anyone. We're alone out here. Um, mm -hmm. So we have to go other places to find people to talk to and to have adult conversations with. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're out there. They're and out there. If you're if feeling you stalled, I think in your progress or your whatever, uh, finding community can yeah um help like get over the plateau I think absolutely mm -hmm. yeah and if you are looking for a anti-diet community um obviously uh there we've said it a couple times I am creating one which feels really weird to say <laughs> um very weird it feels like I have no right to say that because it's I feel like I'm doing I mean I'm the one hosting it but it's like other it's happening in front of you so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're holding um, the space for it it's just yeah. like it's happening 
because of other people coming in, which yeah. is just so cool. It is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're scared to join, as I said, so normal, so fucking normal, message me or Instagram or email, Instagram, whatever, and say, Hey, I really want to be in the community, but I'm fucking scared. Can we talk through it? And we will mm-hmm. talk through it and you can tell me all the things you're scared of. And I will, you know, help do whatever I can do, um, to help you feel safe. And just so you know, you can start off being mic off camera off and just show up that way until you feel more comfortable. So message me, I'll say Instagram is at Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E. You should know that by now, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, email is info at movewithbilly.com. You can also send in if you have any questions for us in terms of the podcast, if you have an episode or question you want to be answered or a story you want to tell us, please tell us stories. You can send them to that email, info at movewithbilly.com. Uh, and Jordan is at jordan.etal on Instagram. E-T-A-L, as people ask last week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, E-T-A-L, it's et al. It's like, um, I don't know, it comes from like academia days. So it's like um, when you publish a paper or when you write a bibliography and you don't feel like writing everybody's name because there's like six authors, first person, then you do et al. And it means and others. So Mm -hmm. it's Jordan and others because it's not just me on my page. It's like sometimes pictures of my kids, there's pictures of my dog. So yeah, <laughs> I thought it was clever. <laughs> I think it's clever too. <laughs> I like it. And um, you. Please Good take Good luck. We love a you. minute. Yeah. <laughs> please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe. It makes a huge difference for us um, in our visibility and all that as podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, all the places you listen. Thank you so much for existing and for being here. Bye. <laughs>